Welcome to Conversations. And now, from Los Angeles, here's your host, Mike Dowler. Thank you, Sean. It is Mike Dowler. Welcome to Conversations. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. And of course, on Twitter, it's very, very easy. It's uh, Converse Radio. Like the shoe without the E. That's at Converse Radio. Facebook is going to be Conversations, the podcast. Uh, drop us a line, conversationspod at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. All of our podcasts are on Podbean and our website. Website is www.conversationspod.wixsite.com slash conversations. Great show for you tonight. I am just thrilled. Two great guests, one a returning guest who is occasionally a co-host in the past, and it's clearly good to have her back here. And again, a late start for us today, and I apologize for that, but things happen. So don't shoot me. I'm only the messenger. want to thank our last guest from two weeks ago, Abby Donnelly. Abby Donnelly uh, is on a show called Just Add Magic. And uh, she joined us um, with um, um, for uh, an hour of just some fantastic conversation. And again, uh, her show on, I believe it's on Amazon. So Just Add Magic. They're in their, I believe it's their f- fourth season or third season, one of the two. Anyway, you'll find that. That podcast is online. That's episode number two. 21 episode at Abby Donnelly. So, again, check that out. Great shows coming up. We are booked for August, and I can't wait to announce. I'll be. I'll give you a hint uh, a little later on during the show, and we have one more show besides this stellar one towards the end of the month, so uh, stand by for that. But I want to dive right in and remind folks that... Uh, uh, music, of course, a huge part of what we do on Conversations Radio. Uh, we do feature, you know, a lot of actors and directors and producers and writers and sailors and world travelers and, and everybody. But uh, the musicians here are always uh, phenomenal. And tonight we've got two uh, stellar, stellar uh, performers here. And uh, and live, well, it's kind of live music. We'll have that too. I'm not quite sure what's going to happen, but we'll find out. My uh, my co-host tonight, and my actually my guest co-host and guest, because uh, she has a lot to do with our our main guest, who's W. G. Snuffy Walden. We'll talk to him in a second, but I want to welcome back. Uh, she's a singer, songwriter, actress. She is all things music, and I have watched this woman just grow up through the years, and she gets better and better and better. She has traveled the globe, both on her own as well as uh, the uh, postmodern jukebox all over Europe uh, recently went to India uh, went to Canada she's played everywhere and uh, every time I turn around like I say there she is I want to say hi to the one the only Sarah Nimitz Sarah hello welcome back Mike it's good to be back it's been a long thank you for for having me it's been a long long time it's been a minute oh it's life Life is fine. It is not. It's been a long time. Not, not, not because you hate me or anything. It's because you've been very, very busy. <laughs> the fact that you're in town is just a miracle. 
Oh, it's it's nice to be in town. It's great to travel, but it is good to have a minute and to be home and and to work in town is really great. I would love to see your frequent flyer miles. It's got to be <laughs> incredible. <laughs> They're good. They're spread out across a bunch of yeah. airlines, though. I mean, you've you've gone to you were all over Europe last was it last year? Was it last, yeah, last yeah. year, right? Yeah, last year all and, and this year too. And you did Canada as well. Yeah, Canada. And that's and a story in itself. India, eh? and- yeah. A, you know, yeah, I'm, oh, I'm a quarter Canadian, so I'm allowed. A, eh? so okay, okay, yeah. so you're allowed. No, I was there, um, right around the big 150 they were celebrating. Wow, and it was really cool. And cool of course, to be there um, and of course, India that's just, um, that's just inspiring. Yeah, I had a, a gig in India and wow. I did a little blog about it. I brought my camera, and it was just such a vibrant and beautiful place. And the people we met were so kind. Namaste. Yeah, yes, sure. I don't. I don't know what the response to it. Namaste to you. Yeah, namaste. Right, the same thing. Just found. Yeah, and Fourth of July, you were um, at our nation's capital, playing on the South Lawn on the Hallmark Channel. I, I was. Yeah, they've been doing this for a while, where they do a picnic for the military families, and they get to come and enjoy the band and watch the fireworks. And they've just started televising that show very recently. This is the first year. And I got invited to come be a part of it, and it was just a real honor to be there and, you know, to walk across this lawn and think, wow, you know, it was Lincoln an, was here. And, you know, it, just, just yeah. all the presidents that have been there over the years. It was an amazing show. And, again, those Fourth of July shows, um, much like the New Year's Eve shows, they get kind of mm-hmm. just – they're kind of, like, done. But this one was really cool because it was the White House. It was our nation's capital and um, and the families. And that. Yeah, that's so cool. It you- was really cool. It was it was great to sing with with the band and and just to meet a lot of the people. It it brought a whole new meaning to it. Sarah yeah, Evans it was an honor to be there. Sarah, two Sarahs on that show. <laughs> Double Sarahs, and yeah. I think she spells her Sarah the same way I do. Yes. Yeah, so Look at that. Two Sarahs, no H's. Yeah, and of course you posted some photos. Uh, the one I love is the the one the official photo where you're standing in the middle of the street and it's like your the expression is like I can't believe that I'm here. I'm just going to play guitar right now. And you twirl yeah. around. And, yeah. That is just... You know, uh, it seems like the right thing to do when you're in D.C. Why not play a little exactly. guitar? Now, did you come straight home from there or were you, did you hang out for a while? I hung out for a little bit. I was there for about two more days after the 4th of July. Wow. And it was great. Yeah. So you did the whole, um, you I really did, liked D.C. You did the whole White House tour and all that stuff? No, I didn't get to do it. I've still, I, I did go inside to use the restroom. Oh, and yeah, I was very excited. Uh, and the restroom was was beautiful. Yeah. Uh, but that that was as much as I really got to experience the inside. So I would love a tour at some point. And of course, Fourth of July, our president and the first lady on the balcony there watching the show, and that that was really really cool. So, yeah, you're thinking, oh wow, hey, they're up on the balcony. But then I think to myself, oh well, they they live there, so I guess yeah. that would be the <laughs> best like, place very, very to watch simple. the fireworks from. It's better than cable. I mean, you're you're right there. Yeah, I know. You can't can't beat being in person for that. And again, Sarah and I are a stone's throw away. We're literally 20 minutes away from each other, so we're we're neighbors. And I know we could have recorded this at one of our houses. We should have done. That. One day we'll do that. Yeah. Right. Um, we'll go we'll go over to KHTS and use their studio. They would they wouldn't mind that. Sounds good. I mean, Do a I'm, little I'm, I'm party, good, have people over. I'm in good with those guys. I still have your old, <laughs> old, old, old CD when you were like 12. I don't know how wow. old you were. Yeah, it's somewhere. You still um, have it? Somewhere, yeah. I don't know where it is. I got to find it. I think I had you sign it. Did I resign it? Maybe not. I don't know. But I, I have that. No, I mean, I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised. I remember 
coming in to KHTS and, well, I gotta t- and bringing my CD. I've got to tell you, Sarah then and Sarah now, much, much different. And um, so glad to have you with us tonight. Thank you. And our guest, our main attraction. Um, <laughs> I don't know what to say. This is just... Um, um, I'm going to let you introduce him. Uh, talk, tell us about W.G. Snuffy Walden. All right. Um, okay, well, if someone told you about a, a pre-med student who played in little tiny clubs in Texas and then went on to live in London, tour with Emerson, Lake, and Palmer, uh, relocate to Los Angeles, work with, you know, little acts like Stevie Wonder and Shaka Khan and record on songs in the key of life. And, you know, if someone were to say that this same person also went on to score over 70 television shows, win an Emmy for the West Wing and compose music, 30-something Nashville shows that have become the soundtrack of countless people's lives. And then if you said that the same person recently starred in a documentary that was created about him, surely I think anyone listening to this would say, this can't be one person, right? I mean, there's not, there's not enough time in the day. When would you do all of these things? <laughs> but, but, but like a lot of things that are hard to believe but are true, W.G. Snuffy Walden has done all of these things, but he's also balanced this career with giving back to his community. I know it's a very big thing for him to always be of service and to be a wonderful mentor and friend. That's all all I paid you to say, Sarah. That's (laughs) enough. And he's here tonight in self-deprecating fashion. Give it up for W.G. Snuffy Walden. (laughs) Snuffy, how are you? It's so good to have you on Conversations. I've wanted to do this for a long, long time. Well, and, thanks for um, having me here. You and I have all worked. We've worked together before. Of course, um, we did House Blend. I was cameraman number three, and uh, <laughs> you and Sarah were there. And uh, and and to watch you guys play the same song four times just to get it perfect was um, was was quite remarkable. And of course, that episode of House Blend is still online. And that we're was, still working on that song. That Mike. was a fun we're time. We're going to get, get it. Right. Yeah, it's coming. But uh, welcome. Glad to have you on. Thanks so much. It's great to be here. You, 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 um, you've done a lot, and of course, um, you and Sarah together are just magic, and we're going to talk about that at some point, but uh, remember, it, it's just a conversation. I have no list of questions here, um, just to prove it to you. There they are. <laughs> They're done. Okay? So no list of questions here on my side. Uh, we're on the virtual sofa at the Conversations Coffee Shop. I actually have a question for Sarah. So we didn't talk about this, Sarah, but when you went in to use the bathroom, did you get any of the West Wing hand towels? You know, they have napkins that have the insignia of the president. United no, States. I didn't. They I have those. They didn't have them in the restroom. I ah. mine was the smaller, just kind of right on the outside. You know, the periphery of the White House. Do you but, think that's? Is that the restroom the first lady uses, you think? I don't think <laughs> any first people are using that one. I think yeah. it's more people like me. <laughs> but speaking of, of West Wing, um, the West Wing, why does that ring a bell with you, Snuff? Did you work on a, a show called The West Wing? Or? Yeah, you know I worked on a show called The West Wing. <laughs> She's have you watched, me up. Have you watched that show yet? I haven't watched it. I don't watch my work. 
the the thing I probably see more than anything are Sarah Nimitz videos. Ah, uh, I probably watch those more than anything. I do I remember too. That really surprised me when you told me though that that you that I don't watch it. Yeah, yeah, it does. Because I think well, a lot of people would be like, "Ooh, I want to, I want to watch what I did and enjoy it." And well, again, a good first question: Are you a kind of a process guy, uh, Snuffy? I mean, do you overanalyze or? Because I mean, oh, a lot, yeah. of, artists, I mean, a lot the, of artists can't watch their own work, so I, that doesn't surprise me. I I really can't. All I can see are the flaws, the things I should have done, the things I could have done. So I've really found over the years that I, I mean, I give it at least five or six years before I would even listen to it. But I can't watch the series. I do. I, I'll watch West Wing one day and Friday Night Lights. I'll watch that too. But yeah, um, I just don't watch my own work. No, I, 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 I totally get that. I mean, that's, you know, I think it's very common. But, I mean, you take a show like Roseanne, God rest her soul, um, <laughs> that that theme song is just, just embedded in 80s television. And again, uh, the, uh, the, re- the, the, the reboot that came out, of course, it's gone now, unfortunately, but um, neither here nor there, to hear that again all these years later, it's, I mean, that is just, that is like ABC. That's like... Well- Oddly enough, that show's coming back. Yes. Is it really? It really is. It's coming back as the Connors. The Connors, yeah. Wow. Will we will we hear your music on there? I don't know. We'll I, see. You know, they they used all uh old score. The the score wasn't redone, so it's all old pieces from uh the nineties. So Sorry. I really couldn't tell you. I don't know. I don't I'm not in contact. I'm in contact with Tom a lot, Arnold. Uh, yeah. But not Roseanne. So we'll have to wait and see on that. And I got to tell you, you know, when you look at the name W.G. Snuffy Walden, um, I work at Universal Studios, as Sarah knows, with a lot of costume characters and entertainers in the park. Um, and when I mentioned your name, it's like, oh, yeah, I see his name run across the credits on a lot of TV shows. So, I mean, it's like you've done quite a bit. And I want to get into that. Obviously, because, I mean, there's a, a number of shows. I mean, The Wonder Years, My So-Called Life, 30-something, which was the first one you did, as well as, I guess, Under the Dome and, and, and Roseanne, et cetera, et cetera. So many West Wing. But I want to start, really, you are originally from Louisiana. Trust, too. And how'd you, was, end up, how'd you end up in Texas? I mean, it's right you next know, door, I, obviously. My family, uh, my mom and my dad were going to Baylor University and when I was born. And then we moved back to Texas, which is where they were from. And so I grew up pretty much in Houston or East Texas, a little town called Hallsville, which had about 800 people in it. Oh, wow. And it had one Dairy Queen and two stoplights. It was, um, I think it's probably got three stoplights now. It's one of those little <laughs> dinky towns because my grandfather owned a ranch out there and he designed oil tools and his favorite thing to do is to poke oil, holes in the ground searching for oil. So that's how I grew up in Texas. And, you know, it was, it was, it seemed like a great place at the time. I don't go back now, but. Yeah. But, but, but music for you, um, you were exposed early on. It started. I started playing when I was about five, and played a lot of different instruments until I was thirteen, I guess, and got my first electric guitar, and then it really stuck. Kind of like Sarah. That's how Sarah started. Very young. Yeah. yeah. What was it about the electric guitar that for you clicked more than you know Hawaiian steel or you know the 
trombone or the different things you would, or the piano, you know, or the piano it, or different things you'd played before. I listened to a lot of Elvis Presley when I was five or six, when I was really young, and I would put a broom around, around uh, with a string tied to it around my neck and play air guitar. And I think when I finally picked up a real guitar, it just felt natural. And then very shortly after I started playing, the Beatles broke. And all of a sudden, it was the Beatles and the Animals, and it was all these guitar bands. And I, I don't know. It just it spoke to my heart, and I never got away from it again. I, I spent about one year where I didn't play much my senior year in high school. Yeah. Went to a lot of R&B clubs well, and you, snuck in in the back door and listened to James <laughs> Brown. You, you, and, at that point, you discovered girls, so everything is kind of, kind of like on the sidelines there. I discovered beer. Beer. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll talk about that, too. But okay. um, I digress. But you, 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 you finished high school with flying colors. You, you squeaked by and then you went to college. And you as I, I worked in radio, radio as well for a number of years. And you worked at a radio station. Right. I worked at a station in Houston, which was a little tiny FM underground station called KRBE, which is a huge radio station now. Yeah. But I did everything from the morning drive shows to the housewife show in the in the middle of the day and did an fm underground show at night uh you know they would put us on different shows can you please do your announcer voice for us your care it depends on which hour yeah late hour it's it's uh j.a lawrence but during the day it's (laughs) hi it's j.a lawrence with krbe radio 10-4 in houston texas yes i love it there it is there it is and you worked but, sh- you know, I was going to college and going to be a doctor. I was in on a double major, and I was working at an FM radio station, and I was actually playing in a strip club that so, sold fake blues, fake booze. And what oddly enough happened, the first thing to go was college, and then the next thing to go was radio. And so, I woke up one day, and, you know, I was a full-time musician. So it could have been this, Dr. Walden for F, Dr. Walden. <laughs> But you, you, did, you didn't yeah, go that route. You went to, uh, you know, you know, and yeah, you worked in, and you worked in the a school of hard knocks. And you worked in a strip bar. And between the strip bar and the radio station, you were able to work your way through college. Well, I didn't finish college. I made it through a year and a half. But what I found was, I think the reason that I really wanted to be a doctor was because I wanted to help people. Yeah. And what I found is that music can really change somebody. It can really lift them and really involve them so they forget about their problems for a minute. And I think that spoke to me as well as when I would play, I would lose touch with the now and just be in the moment. And uh, when I'm really playing, I'm not thinking. And I find it's almost a form of meditation for me. Right. Wow. Wow. I'll, I'll I'll accept that totally. Not to get too deep in the middle oh, no. of the e- early evening. Well, that's where some of the best music comes. I, I feel personally, at least, when you're not overthinking it, you know, and you can just live in the moment in the music and and just have the music come through you, not really thinking, oh, I'm going to play this and this will this will be great, or intellectually, I think this will be impressive. It's always but, so much more when it comes from your heart. But you've always been that way, Sarah. Since you, since yeah. I met you, you were a little girl with a huge voice, and you always had the soul that you have. Not not to be too complimentary, but you've always had that ever since I met you. 
Well, and Sarah's from Chicago, so she gets it. I mean, you've got that, that just had the whole Chicago feel. And musically, there's a lot of inspiration there. Yeah, absolutely. You know? I mean, it's definitely a home to, to the blues and, and jazz as well, you know. And it's a place with that, that Midwest work ethic, which I really like. Yeah. <laughs> and, it's, um, and the Cubs. And the, mm-hmm. and the Bears. The Bears. Yeah, uh, yes, yes. But um, yes. I digress. Sarah, mm-hmm. I mean, you uh, obviously um, have done a lot as well, and I'm sure you've learned a lot from Snuffy over the years. And, and and one of the things you we all learn in, this, in, that, in that business is there are a lot of bumps along the road, but we'll get to that uh, in just a sec. I wanted to ask um, Snuffy, you dropped out of college, and you'd made up your mind that music was the way, what you wanted to do. Well... I think music picked me. I didn't really have much of a choice. It just was where my heart went and and my love and I was I was lucky. I was pretty successful. I moved from <clears throat> I moved from Texas to uh Memphis and then I moved from Memphis to Colorado and then in 19 late 72 I moved to England and signed my first record deal at age of 23 and did my first record over there, played with the band called Free for a while, did a world tour with Emerson, Lake, and Palmer. So I had a lot of early success uh, as a guitar player. But, I mean, I, it, it, I mean, when I saw Miles Davis, that is, yeah, that's pretty pretty amazing. Well, I was, and, I was blessed. Yeah, I mean, that's, you know, because yeah. you don't just walk out the street and say, well, I mean, you can, but obviously, <laughs> you know... Um, you you got to have some chops and some and, and some 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 playing. What was your first guitar, by the way? Uh, Fender uh, Melody Maker. Wow, it was do you, white. Do you I still can have, remember it like yesterday? Do you still have it? No. Okay. No, no, no. I traded those in over the years for every, You know, Everything else you have always trying to upgrade. Yeah. Now I've learned how just to hold on to them, but I didn't know that then. Well, you were a good influence on Sarah because she's got that Gretsch, which is. That was that's that was like from a, Snuffy actually. That's like that a, was power, a that's that a, was a gift from me. That's yeah. a Christmas gift or something. That's a powerhouse yeah. guitar, man. That's oh, like, amazing! It's like retro. Okay, everybody, back away. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll use that in the studio sometimes too. And Snuffy and I will joke like, "Oh wow. man, that guitar! You know, he's got scratches." But yeah, I wish I hadn't given it away. But if anybody should have it, it should be Sarah. We all know it's who Leland Scalar is. Lee Scalar, of yeah. course, a phenomenal bassist. And I read an interview with him a while back, and Lee really does a lot of session work too. But he's always saying, he goes, I'm not a noodler. I don't believe in taking 10 guitars into a studio. I used one tool, and that's what I use for the session. And I think, that ah. is, I think that's amazing. I think, I I, I think there's some truth yeah. to that. You know? Yeah, but the magic is in his hands and in yeah. his spirit. So he doesn't need a bunch of I mean, toys. You just want to hug the guy. He just seems so, you know so cool and of course every time I've seen him I've seen him with James Taylor and uh, yeah, it's just amazing but uh, going back to um, the music thing y- again so you're 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 playing clubs you're you're fronting and doing that and I mean it's rock and roll for you yeah it was it was a pretty interesting time I mean that was the 70s when everything was just crazy and yeah. I was touring with a band that was that had you know super star quality and especially in europe we'd play to you know outdoor 
uh, outdoor soccer fields with fifty, sixty thousand people. Wow. I mean, what was that like coming from playing at a small strip club in Texas, going <laughs> to that? It was really surreal. I mean, I, to be honest, I don't feel like I was really ready for that kind of success. I, I don't think I felt like I deserved it, which was part of my self-destructive path. I think that yeah. kind of followed through all those years. Early success followed by more success followed by apprehension. Hang on just one second. I want to stop down for a moment. This is Conversations Radio. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. We're talking to W.G. Snuffy Walden and Sarah Nimitz. Uh, The success in Europe, obviously, I grew up in San Francisco. So for me, you know, San Francisco, a total music town. I remember walking through Wally Heider's recording studio and I was just in awe. That was like wow. that was my. I mean, to go into the studio where they where they recorded miracles, Jefferson started recording miracles, was uh, was awe inspiring, and uh, wow, and and the Bay Area is like that. Some great studios and great music, but you came from, you went, you you were in the in Denver and Memphis doing all that. Then you went to England. That's quite a geographic musically as well. Well, I thought I'd have a lot better shot at getting a record deal being a Texas guitar player in London than a Texas guitar player in Texas. <laughs> there were so many great guitar players. There was, you know, uh, Stevie Ray Vaughan's older brother, Jimmy. There was Steve Miller. There was Johnny Winter. There was Billy Gibbons. I mean, these were the competition. And there was only maybe five or six gigs in the whole state. So for me, what Hendrix did was kind of a model because he went from being a Seattle nobody living in New York City to yeah. London and became gigantic overnight. So yeah. that was kind of a, a on-purpose move for me. And plus, we had met the road crew from Emerson, Lake, and Palmer. They had come down to a club one night when Emerson, Lake, and Palmer was playing in Denver, and they liked the band. So they took us on over in Europe. So we went over there without a deal, without any money, really. Yeah. And just tried to get a record deal. Those were um, Emerson, Lake, and Palmer, of course, an amazing band. And that you were involved with that is um, uh, that that is truly a blessing. And then here you are, this boy from Texas. Here you are in in England. Um, is there some anxiety because? And again, these are not scripted questions. Again, just so yeah. you know. <laughs> um, but because you're, you're, you're talking England, you're talking the Stones, ELO, Queen, um, the Beatles, and here, here's Snuffy Walden. So is there some anxiety there? I mean, do you feel like I really have to make my mark? You know, it wasn't conscious, but it was certainly uh, part of the pressure of it all. I mean, I went from living on 50 cents a day to all of a sudden living, you know, like Emerson, Lake, and Palmer was living, flying around on jets. And, and to be honest, I never felt like I really deserved it. And I think that powered my drug and alcohol history, which kind of built up all the way through the 70s and, and into the very early 80s. And I want to talk about that just a tad as well, because I know that can be a very personal thing as well. But uh, again, the excesses of rock and roll, um, you've lived it. And yeah. um, I, I, I think from, from in the moment, it's like, yeah, you feel invincible. But um, there is certainly a bottom at some point and and no matter how successful you are or who you know it at some time at some point it's going to take a toll 
My bottom was in Sydney, Australia airport, Christmas Eve, 1981. And I looked in the mirror on the other side of the bar after I'd ordered three drinks. And I looked at somebody I didn't even recognize. And I said to myself, wow, you really are an alcoholic. And I believe the grace of God, it took it away from me at that moment. That was the last drink I ever had. Amen. Amen. How many years ago was that? That's 36 and a half years ago. Wow. Not who, but who's counting, right? That's, uh, <laughs> that's wonderful. That's really cool. And uh, obviously, that's that's the process as well. But the music stayed. You kept on playing, kept on jamming. And, and again, that too uh, can be a, a challenge as well. And well, you, I quit for a year. Yeah. I, I quit playing because I didn't think I was able to have an emotional musical identity without some kind of chemical additive and i finally got talked into sitting in for a friend of mine who was going out of town at some little bar in uh marina del rey and i remember i was so scared when i picked up the guitar because i practiced a little bit but i was really afraid i was going to pick it up and nothing was going to happen and uh, what happened was I picked it up and besides being nervous as a cat on a hot tin roof, music started to happen again. And I began playing in clubs for 30 bucks a night and doing all these things. And luckily, after about four years, I got picked up by an agent who saw me performing live and asked me if I was interested in scoring film and television. Now, here's, here's the uh, kicker, because obviously you came back and you were playing with Stevie Wonder, Chaka Khan. I mean, these were, these were just huge, huge musicians and, and performers in those days. And here you are, you're back, you're doing uh, the thing. And I, I read a quote somewhere, I think it was on your documentary, which we'll talk about as well, that you really felt that when they offered you the, the opportunity to, to score 37, that you pictured yourself playing in like the hotel circuit. So. <laughs> yeah, I, I was always afraid that I was going to end up, you know, at age 60, which is a young man, I think. Sure. Uh, playing, playing Proud Mary at a Holiday Inn while people <laughs> eat their chopped sirloin. You know, that was yeah. after I got sober. That was kind of my vision. It didn't look very bright to me. But you, you accepted the offer and um, and you, you you got the job. And of course, now scoring TV shows definitely not the excesses that you see in rock and roll but obviously if, if there's a chemical problem um, and I'm sure that probably exists as well in the industry but um, what a what a total 180 for you I mean to go from well, playing I, stages to working in studio and scoring TV shows you know I was five years sober when that happened and I had never gone to music school, so I didn't read music. I didn't write music. I didn't have a clue what I was doing. All I knew how to do was sit and play guitar until something emotionally happened to the film. And, you know, I was just blessed. That year I did 30-something, and it came on, and it kind of turned people's heads. And then I got called from this little show that was going to air right after the Super Bowl, and I did that little show, and it was called The Wonder Years. And that year, 30-something won the Emmy for Best Drama. Wonder Years won the Emmy for Best Comedy, and I was doing them both. So what was kind of from zero to 120. And you've won awards, but you have won an Emmy. Now, Yeah, for the West Wing. And we're going to do a quiz, by the way, because you got both Emmy awards and you have BMI awards as well. 
So I'm going to ask 30, some of them. Yeah. So I'm going to ask Sarah. Sarah? Yes. I'm glad you're still awake with us. Thank you. I'm, I'm <laughs> with you. I'm with you. Now, I'm sure you've seen Snuffy's Emmy. I have, yeah. Okay. It's at his house. Okay. Which award would you say weighs more? The BMI award or the Emmy? Definitely the Emmy. Really? Yeah. Yeah, the BMI award is not quite as heavy. I mean, what do you think, Snuffy? You know this better than I, but maybe two BMI awards to an Emmy? Yeah, probably. They're made of crystal, so it's a different thing. The Emmy's made out of, I don't know, solid gold, maybe? Perhaps. Uh, you know, they they both hold paper down just about as well. <laughs> That's about what I use them for, too, isn't it? <laughs> I, think, I think your Emmy's on top of a bunch of books. And My Emmy is actually, go. I was just looking at it, it's over there sitting on a guitar stand. Oh, it moved. I yeah. don't have a I don't have an award showcase kind of that's not who I am. So it's in a corner lit and, and it's on a pedestal no, that spins. Hardly. I interviewed a <laughs> I interviewed a gymnast, uh Olympic gymnast who won a gold a gold medal uh years ago. I can't remember what her name is now. God, it was so long ago. But anyway, she said uh she keeps her medal in her underwear drawer. Wow! You you think you you think you would like put out display? It's it's that's kind of cool though, because then every day when you're starting your day, you see it, you know, and it reminds you of of hard work. And I like that. You should put it in your underwear drawer. There you go. The Emmy. But but you got that Emmy snuffy, and and at that moment, and then looking back to how you got to that point, what was what were your emotions? Because I mean, that is like that's a that's doesn't happen every day for people and you really um that's that's incredible you know that was in 2001 i believe or 2000 back in 1997 i did a mini series called the stand and i was nominated sure. for best score on that and when i lost that to uh somebody else i don't remember i was sitting we were all sitting at a table together when they announced it and that was 10 years into my career and three or four nominations in and for the first time in my life I remember standing up and applauding for him because I was thrilled for him yes but more than anything because I finally felt like I belonged there oh, that's cool. and you know that was to me the Emmy moment of my life when I finally believed that I was one of the guys just one of the guys you know what was it the, that, that made you get there you know, I, I, I don't know. I think it was just finally getting comfortable with the fact that maybe s- since people obviously kept coming back to me for for I couldn't figure out why. I just thought they were going to always figure out that I didn't know what I was doing and going to find me out. I think finally I had accepted the fact that there must be something in my work that's resonating with people. And for the, I remember that moment like it was yesterday. It just finally feel like I fit. Mm-hmm. And I didn't care that I lost. It was just wonderful to be in that group of guys, you know? Wow. And it sounds silly probably, but that was probably yeah. my most important moment. I've known you for a really long time, Snuff, and I've never heard that story. You guys, yeah. how, did you, how did you and Snuffy meet? Sarah? We met, we met, um, on a show called Providence, I was doing a guest star in it, and Snuffy was the composer for that. And I went into his studio to record the vocals for the episode, and we got to meet after the session was finished. And um, 
he was very kind and, and autographed a CD for me, which I still have. Mm. And, um, you know, we we didn't talk to each other then for a while until... That was, was 2002, wasn't it, Sarah? Wow. When you came yeah, in? yeah, that's right. I, I should put a, a time frame on that. That was yes. 2002, so that was quite a while ago. And then I was watching Friday Night Lights in maybe 2009 stuff, would you say? Yeah, it must have been yeah. average. Late yes, night, mid, late, late nine. 2009. And, uh, you know, I, I really liked the show. Someone had recommended I check it out and just really fell in love with the show. And thought the music was great, too, and saw his name when they were saying, you know, the credits. And I went, wow, I, I should reach out to him. And and I sent Snuffy an email and wished him a, a Merry Christmas because that was the time of the year it was. And and we kind of reconnected thanks to Friday Night Lights. Okay. Actually, in truth, she sent me a note, very sweet note, but included a video of her singing, Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas. Aww to a track at her school Christmas show. Yes. And it floored me. Wow. And I couldn't believe that what I was hearing and seeing. And I I wrote her back and I said, who are you and what are you doing? And <laughs> Who are you? And we, we, yeah, we kind of text back and forth all through Christmas holidays. AOL Instant Messenger. Sure. That yeah. was the thing. And Bad yeah, we thing. wrote back and forth. And then she was sitting in at a little club near me a little pizza parlor, really. She was going to go yeah. down and sit in and sing three or four songs. So I took a friend of mine, Glenn Ballard, and sure. we went down there. It was the first time I had seen her in, I don't know, uh, seven years, eight years. And yeah. she she got up from the table when she was sitting in, and she took a big bite of her chicken piccata and uh. walked on stage and killed it and came back and sat back down and kept eating. It was unbelievable. Wow. <laughs> I'm a Never musician, seen. you know. You can't let you gotta, food go yeah. to waste. You gotta. <laughs> she does this, and I mean, and 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 to be in the room with Snuffy Walden and Glenn Ballard. I mean, my God. Yeah, uh, I mean, I was I was so happy that they were there, and of course, being a researcher, I had read all of their Wikipedia's and IMDb pages, and you know, I was very aware of their work and had respect for them, but. I was very relaxed, you know, and hanging out at a pizza place, and I was excited to be singing, and it was just a very relaxed, fun atmosphere, and and that was kind of the basis for this great working and friendship relationship yeah. that Snuffy and I have had for nine years wow. now. You and, and again, you and WG, very very good friends. But yes, what was I mean? And but Snuffy, really a mentor to you and to other artists as well. Absolutely, what was it that? May you decide, Snuffy, that, hey, I'm going to take you under my wing and we're going to do stuff together. I was just so taken with her talent. It was her talent and her instrument that first drew me in. And then it was getting to know Sarah. And, and I don't, I guess it was maybe a few months into this relationship. I, I, I said to her, listen, if you want to do pop records, I'm the wrong guy. But if you want to, learn as much as you can and play with great musicians and build a career the way I learned, uh, I'll stay there with you until you get to the next level. And here we are almost 10 years later, eight years later, nine years later, something like that. Nine? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Coming Sarah, up on nine. Sarah's style is kind of hard to pin down because she is kind of all over the place in a good way. And the voice certainly has a real smoky feel to it, which I love. Sarah knows my favorite song I love of yours. 
I can't stand the rain. I was like, oh, oh wow. wow, yeah, that's a, <laughs> you know, that was the first uh, second, but one of the first videos that Snuffy and I recorded together and put I mean, on YouTube. You talk about the, the vocal range in that. It's just oh, it's yeah. such a killer song yeah. too. And so uh, we've never played that live, have we? No. No. Have you? You, you haven't? No, I don't think you have. I saw you guys. No, I don't I, think so. Yeah, I think I saw you guys play. You play. You played, of course, um, the Salt Creek Salt Creek Grill one time. Oh, maybe. Uh, oh, maybe. Near, yeah. Maybe maybe a Route sixty six, but I digress. Those are the those are the 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 surprise shows that uh, that are right. under the radar. You never know where, but they're coming to exactly. city near you. <laughs> but you've got a song out now that I just picked up from. Snuffy because Travel light. the version oh, you, you got from me, yeah. The version you sent me I couldn't play. So anyway. Um I digress. I've got it. Uh tell me about Let Me Be. Let Me Be is a song off of Travel Light. And I was sitting at home and listening to I was actually listening to Nina Simone's song Be My Husband, and I was so taken with the fact that it was just a cappella, very, very soulful song and the lyrics were very simple but really told a story and it was just the percussion and her vocal so i started sitting in front of my computer and just recording an acapella vocal and stacking parts to it and i sent it to snuffy and i was like yeah this is this idea i was messing around with and we got together in the studio and snuffy started playing this really incredible delta blues style guitar on it and it, it really took on just a totally new life and well a lot of times you know let, let me add a lot of times sarah will come in with part of a song or a two-thirds finished song and we'll write together because i think as an artist it's always good if the if the original um bud of a idea comes from her and she literally walked in with this and i listened to it and and I said, you know, you've written the whole song. Yeah, there's no music. There's not any instruments on it. But you've written the entire song. So all I did was play what I heard inspired from what she was singing. So I put all the music bed to it, but it was really all finished and complete when it came to me. And I understand tonight, as a matter of fact, it was on uh, the Oprah channel on the show. Yeah, it was on the show Queen Sugar, and it just aired about uh, an, two hours ago. Wow. And it was really cool to see it used in there. The, the show was great, and it really featured the song for about a minute and a half. Did you jump up and down and shout and scream? And- I did, yeah. I was eating Chinese food <laughs> in my living room with my go. family, and we were we were just enjoying it you notice you notice the trend here uh, snuffy here song performs, <laughs> there's always food around whether it's chinese food or, or piccata yeah, she's yeah done. it's it's always there there cause... you go yeah, doesn't gain a pound there. i'm gonna play it well, right now if that's great. okay so guys uh, quiet down there this is let me be it's sarah nimitz and snuffy walden on conversations radio Don't know my story 
And Snuffy Walden on Conversations Radio. Well, I'm like, wow, <laughs> that is amazing. Then the layering, like I said, the um, it's just, um, yeah, it's just when when um, we, we played it before you came on, Sarah, and we were playing it, and uh, Snuffy and I were saying that it has just a just a great sound to it. And it's almost haunting. It's just a, a, a wonderful, yeah. Wonderful. There's there's there is really really something very haunting about yeah. it, and. The song wrote itself very quickly. Um, it, it's a keeper. Thanks. Yeah. I I just noticed your harmonics again in that snuffy and how cool they are. Man, we never we never listen to the record. We're always playing it live. Yeah. I need to get this on my iPod because it's just <laughs> wow. Please, please. <laughs> yeah, I love it. This does this happen a lot when you guys sit down and you're saying, "Hey, I got an idea and let's work this out." And do you guys ever agree to disagree on uh, certain things? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Huh? Yeah. What? Yeah. You <laughs> that... know, I've I've learned over the years. I uh, Sarah's so nice and so sweet. You know, I have to read her like like you. Uh, it's almost like kind of mystic. I've got to make see when her she twitches or if she really likes something, she'll tell me. But if she hates something, she'll be so gentle and sweet about it. And I. I almost have to do, you know, couch analysis to figure out where we're at with the song. I really believe my role here, as much as I enjoy being the a creative force in what I do, that my real job here is to serve the instrument and the artist that is Sarah Nimitz. And to do that is not to force my will upon any of the songs or any of the artistry it's really to try to draw her innermost soul out and so it's very important to me that i'm always reading what she responds to uh so we we disagree no not really uh we may like different things at different times but there's never uh that's never it's, a disagreement about collaboration yeah Yeah. and and throwing out different ideas and maybe Certain ones won't stick, but there we've never had any moments where, you know, one person is saying this is this is what it has to be, and the other one goes, no, 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 I don't like that. Sarah storms yeah, off. Are very the, respectful. Throws the music up in the air and just walks out. Yeah, that doesn't. Yeah, happen, so. I mean that one time I, you know, <laughs> banged the guitar on the ground and it splintered. Yeah, the, except for that time, it was mm-hmm. it's been she pretty cool. Pete, she went. Pete I didn't like that synth sound, you know. Yeah. <laughs> But it, it just sounds really good. It's, it's, it sounds so basic, yet you made it sound so beautiful, and that's uh, that's great. And I noticed a lot, a lot about your music as well. And it's kind well, of there was a lot of honesty in that mic when she brought it to me. It spoke uh, very deeply to me, and that's why we just tried to get it and make it about that vocal and about the song. And it, I think it it kind of arranged itself in the same way that it, Sarah wrote it. You know, pretty quickly. What's really yeah, funny now with really music is, you know, we're totally everybody has headphones and earbuds and all that things, all that stuff. But I mean, to hear something like that on a on a studio monitor, it's got to be just like, wow, this sounds really good. 
I mean, yeah, it's, it's really nice gotta, feeling it's, when, it, yeah, yeah, when we know, okay, I mean, I think we're on to something and then getting to listen to it and kind of watch it take shape is really exciting. And what's kind of, what's, what's, one afternoon though, ahead, really. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, the idea that I started really was like about a half an hour and then the studio, we were in there for about an afternoon. Yeah. It was very quick. Have you done other TV music stuff as well, Sarah? Have your songs appeared at other places? Yeah, I mean a little bit here and there. Or I've I've had singing roles within shows, and it, it's it's very exciting. It's a bit newer, but I do love it. Now you know Snuffy. She was the guitar player on Glee. Uh huh. I know. Cool. I watched them all. Yeah. You watch, <laughs> you watch it. Oh, there's Sarah back there. You know. <laughs> yeah, with so. the. Uh... I was gonna say with the Gretsch, I thought maybe made it on there, but no, no, we were using their guitars. Yeah, that's right. I've got two guitars, acoustic, by the way. I've got an Ibanez and I've got a Martin uh, DX. Nice. It's a DX- I'll give you a hundred dollars for it. It's a DXK two. It's a, it's the it's the the HPL laminate. And um, the funny story is, was I mean, guitar, of course, with the guitar, kind of like having a pet. There's responsibility as far as care. I took it to Hawaii on a cruise with Ooh. me many years ago. And I bumped it ever so slightly, and the and the backing of it came undone, and I was sure. devastated. But as you know, that Martin, was from the moisture, probably yeah. But as you know, Martin, they're amazing. Um, I sent it back to them, and I got it back a week later. They fixed it free of charge. They didn't charge me wow. or anything. Yeah, that was really cool. So I'm again, I was uh, lucky because it's a phenomenal guitar. It's I and I I'm a, I'm a noodler. I play uh, very casually, but uh, I love it and. It's the kind of instrument when you picked it up, I said I knew I needed to have this because it just had a good sound to it. And I know for a fact, now, Sarah, you've got quite a collection of instruments. Mm-hmm. So uh, what do you have and what's your prize position besides the, besides the Gretsch? I really love that Gretsch. Um, one of my first guitars was a Martin II. I have a, a D15 that I love. And then I have a Taylor 812 uh, electric cutaway that i really really love and i play that one a lot that's my main guitar for touring and and for playing live and then i have a an upright bass that i got in an estate sale and it's probably about 100 150 years old wow um they said it came from europe i'm not sure what country though and i have that one at home here and i really love that that's great there are a lot of stand-up basses out there and a lot of cheap ones as well yeah. Um, and uh, if yours is a European uh, base, it's again, it's it's uh, probably priceless at that age. Um, and uh, do you have a bow as well? I don't. Yeah. I I wish I did because I had taken some lessons you know, at one point, and the instructor was like, "You really should practice so bowing." A, yeah. With the bow thing here, it's kind of like the B three snuffy. No one keeps the yeah. pedals. The bass pedals never good. <laughs> it's like, do I yeah. need these? Yeah. Um, I remember as a, a Mark Levang, who's a keyboardist. Oh, yeah, yeah you know he's a good friend of mine. He he acquired a a B three years ago. I'm going to sell him out here, and he actually posted online. He, it was a picture of the uh, of the of the of the bass pedals. He goes, "Do you think I need these?" <laughs> <laughs> you know, but um, there he's is great. There is some the care that goes into. Of course, now Snuffy's got about how many guitars do you have? Because I don't, have you lost count, Snuffy? Yeah, it's around a hundred last count. Jeez, <laughs> but you the one you I see the most is that 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 cool koa wood looking. It's it's beautiful. Yeah, um, I have lots of different instruments, but because when Sarah and I are performing, I might go from 
really hard strumming to the most delicate finger picking without a pick. So uh, I've had I've been sponsoring sponsored by Taylor since the 90s. And this was a guitar they gave me, I don't know, 10 or 15 years ago. It's, it's all solid coal wood. And it's the one that really bridges the gap live between the two things. It just feels like an extension of my arm. And and it's a, it has the ability to be soft and gentle. And yet, uh, I can really, really dig in if I want to. And you and mentioned most of the time, guitar people ask you about a lot, too. So yeah. people are always like, what's that koa? Yeah. Yeah, just it's a different kind of sound and it's just got more range. I mean, I cast guitars like actors well, in you, songs. I try to use them that way. Now you got your guitar there with you right now, so what which one were you playing earlier when we <coughs> went on the air? Oh, that? that's a nineteen thirty six Martin Triple O twenty eight. Wow. That wasn't the one you played on Let Me Be, was it? No, I played a nineteen seventeen Washburn. Ah that's amazing. And I love watching Antique Roadshow. You know, and, and you always get that one guy that brings a brings a Martin on. You know, Man, like, yeah. like a D twenty eight or something. That's like you'll be able to notice it's worth fourteen thousand dollars. They they really fall down. Martin's guitars, um, they really hold their value. Obviously, oh yeah, they do, yeah. and they're great instruments. Oh, they're yeah. great. I just had one repaired that's been in the repair shop that I've had for twenty five years. That's an eighteen sixty five Martin. Wow. style two and wow. it comes in a wooden coffin case and it's taken four years to repair it and uh, wow. i can't wait to get it back i drove that one up to san francisco when my my mom and i were driving up there and snuffy didn't tell us exactly how rare and valuable this guitar was otherwise <laughs> i think we would have been very afraid to drive it up have you ever gone to the factory in nazareth no i haven't no. i would love to that'd be amazing yeah yeah those guys some of the best luthiers in the world are working there, and uh, and it's still a family business, I understand, to this day, which is um, very That's very cool. cool. Hey, you got uh, a lot coming up, Sarah. As does Snuffy. You have a documentary out. I mean, I mean, the Emmy, of course, a huge thing, but to have your own documentary is also a milestone. Uh, up to Snuff, tell us about that. It's a film that a buddy of mine tried to talk me into making for a few years and he finally convinced me that because of the nature of of my alcoholism and drug addiction and the change the transformation that happened not only when I got sober but when I absolutely came up nothing due to me but ended up with a totally successful second career he really felt like it could be of some service to somebody and maybe it would inspire somebody who's having a rough time so i agreed to do it and it really covers me from those strip club days all the way through uh west wing and all the through nashville all the shows that i've done and it really is told through other people's stories mostly told from everyone from Aaron Sorkin to Eric Burden to Shaka to uh, Martin Sheen it's all told hopefully by their stories and their recollections of me and uh, it's you know it's really an honor it's doing really well it's won a ton of awards and it's out in film festivals all over the place and now we're negotiating the deal for streaming with one of the streaming uh, right. platforms, so I can't wait. Uh, to I'm, see I'm, it. I'm really proud of it. Can't uh, wait. It really is a great documentary too. I hope it screens close by soon because I want to see it because that looks it looks amazing. 
And um, uh, your your story is really the songbook of life. I mean, what you've endured and and overcome, and the milestones, which are many in your life, and the fact well, that I've, you give back. I've been really blessed, Mike. And I've been really blessed. What you've done for Sarah, I mean, is uh, I, I mean, it's definitely. I'm sure it's touched her. Um, Most definitely, and, um, yeah. and I, I see it in her family as well. Whenever when I see you guys together, and I see your family, there, mom and dad, they're mm-hmm. the gratitude is just it, it's it's amazing, you know. Yeah. Um, because Sarah's there's a lot of love. Yeah, Sarah's much very much into her family, very much into, yes. her, very much into her church, and also giving back like you do. And uh, you guys are both on the same path there. Um, Sarah, a guitar question, real quick. Then we're gonna wrap this up because it's getting late. Remember when you broke your first guitar string? <laughs> oh man, that's a that's a good question. Ah, ye, no, I don't. But I do remember the first time I bled on my guitar. Whoa! Yeah, this, I this I certainly took a I, dark turn all of a sudden. Going, oh no, but it's that that commitment, you know. No, I was um, I was I was playing a lot in my bedroom unfortunately on a guitar that i was borrowing from snuffy at the time <laughs> and i was just really into it and then i i cut my finger and then i just kept strumming and i was like oh man this is this is rock and roll this is awesome i was really young and it, it stained the wood sorry this really did take a tarantino <laughs> turn it stained the wood on the guitar and and the taylor people are really great too so snuffy sent it back to them and they got it refinished, but it's the wood still looks it different. Sounds like a like a Dateline episode. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, where's Keith Morrison? But no, oh, I yeah. I remember that the way I wish I remembered breaking my first string. It was just that kind of elevating your commitment to the instrument, and it of was really you were, you were playing special. your you were playing in your bedroom. Of course, nobody played on stages everywhere, and you've got guys that fix those strings for you. So that's kind of nice. Actually, I change my own strings. Really? Unless my son's traveling with me, and then he changes them for me. Uh, but no, I change my own guitar strings when we're traveling. I I feel like it gets me in tune with the instrument, and it also, I know how I want it to sound, and I don't want it to go out of tune. I'm a stickler about tuning. So. How many times did you change the strings on our month-long tour? I didn't change them very many times. I only changed them three times, but I'm using oh, really? these new strings. Normally, I'll change. You change a lot after two gigs. <laughs> yeah, two I, I never change mine. Might have been on for like a year. <clears throat> we have to talk about that. Yes. <laughs> you should start start buzzing pretty soon. That'll uh, <laughs> get that buzz Sounds in there. great. Nice dead. Or you get that you get that, that G chord that doesn't stay in stay in tune. But um, hey, this has been fantastic, guys. Sarah, what do you have coming up next? What's next for you? New music. I've been in the studio. Snuff and I have been working on stuff and, and a bunch of dates coming up too. Concerts in the Pacific Northwest and in the Midwest and Vegas and all over. Awesome. And Snuffy, of course, documentary is out and about. What's up for you next? What are you doing? What do you got planned? Uh, I'm going to Knoxville in a week and a half to uh, be at a scoring f- and film festival there where my movie's playing and I'm doing some panel work. And then Sarah and I are doing dates all up the uh, northwest and on the east coast in and out through August and uh, wow. playing here locally a little bit and just, you know, continuing to do the same things we're doing, going in and recording. We've got a couple of new songs that we're mm-hmm. trying to finish and then we've got a whole bunch more that she's already started that we've got to finish. So, Hey, if you're up this way, Definitely call me. I'll hop in my car. Let's go do coffee or something, both of all of us. 
it'd be great to sit down to you guys again because it's been too long. That would be awesome. Very yeah, as, as she's, she'll do anything for coffee, so be yeah. careful. <laughs> it's coffee. true. It's true. Coffee. You want coffee. me to you know, do an Excel sheet for you or anything yeah. like that? I'm there. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, give us your website there, Sarah. It is my name, Sarah, S-A-R-A, Nimitz, N-I-E-M-I-E-T-Z.com. And you're on Twitter and Instagram. Twitter and the Instagram and the Facebook and all of those things. Just look up Sarah Nimitz. Yeah, Sarah not, Nimitz. Not a there. lot of Sarah Nimitz out there, so you're, it won't be hard. There's and, one in Texas. Oh. Yeah, not many. She's not a musician. Okay, yet. <laughs> yet, yeah. And Snuffy, where do they find you online? You know, SarahNimitz.com. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I have a, a website, uh, SnuffyWalden.com, um, but I, I'm not super active on it. I'm more on Facebook and and kind of involved in what Sarah's doing. My my extracurricular life past scoring, which I don't do much promoting on the scoring. Right. So my yeah. my performance side is really most was mostly with Sarah. Very cool. Sarah Nimitz, WG Snuffy Walden, friends, a mentor to Sarah. Sarah, keeping Snuffy humble. And together. And young. And young, exactly. And <laughs> together, both making wonderful music. And uh, Snuffy will look for you on a TV show somewhere out there. Thanks, Mike. And look forward yeah. to see you guys again. Want to remind folks again, we are on Twitter and on Facebook. Twitter is at Converse Radio. And on Facebook, it's Conversations, the podcast. The website is www.conversationspod.wixsite.com slash conversations. Our next show is actually a, a, a special show. It's next Friday. We have actress Taylor Hay. Taylor Hay is uh, going to be in a show called uh, uh, Avenge. It's a new show she's working on. Just got cast. That's coming up. But she's also uh, done voiceover work and other acting. And uh, she, as I, is a uh, eight-year cancer survivor. So that's going to be very, very cool wow. to have her on. She's a returning guest. Looking forward to talking to her again um, next uh, next Friday. Uh, in August, uh, August 22nd, we have Dalton Sear. Dalton Sear is an acting musician. You've seen him in uh, Time Toys. And he was also on Pretty Little Liars. He is an actor, a musician. He's a SoCal kid as well. And he's got a lot going on. So great shows uh, coming up. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. This is Conversations Radio. So long. Mm-hmm.